Hey friends, I want to introduce you to a new friend, Justin B., uh, who with his wife Natalie became members of our church last month. Justin is our part-time pastoral resident, so I wanted you to get the chance to get to know him a little bit. Maybe you've seen him on the live stream. Uh, just this last week, he led us in a prayer of praise and a scripture reading. But I wanted you to hear a little bit why he's doing the pastoral residency with us and about uh, the work and what he's been a part of the last 10 years or so in East Asia. So I hope you're encouraged as you get to know Justin and hear about that gospel work in East Asia. Justin. Welcome to the Disciple Henson Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. No, thank you. I've uh, been looking forward to it for a while now. Justin, I had some jokes prepared related to your last name, but we're just going to call you Justin today, and we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? How did you come to Christ? Yeah, so I grew up in North Carolina, and I'm mm -hmm. a pastor's kid, so I actually don't really remember a time where I wasn't a Christian at a very young age. I remember having the realization that I was a sinner and separated from God, but that uh, through Jesus Christ, God offered to reconcile me to himself. And so I remember placing my faith in Christ as a young kid. Yeah, I grew up in the church and didn't really have a, a time in my life where I remember walking away from the faith. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really blessed. I actually come from a Christian family. My parents are Christians, uh, grandparents are Christians. Um, so I've, I've kind of grown up hearing the gospel a lot. Praise God. Is your dad still pastoring? He is. Okay. And what denomination? It's a community church. Okay. Um, so he's kind of coming out of uh, some ba Baptist upbringing. Um, so mm -hmm. they, they adhere pretty closely to a Baptist confession of faith. Okay. And you are a Tar Heel. That's true. Has that created conflict with uh, the Michael Lawrence? Um, at times. Yeah, uh, some tension. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been pleasantly surprised to find uh, a dookie that can be sanctified. And I mean, I know that he is loved by God. Mm. Uh, and it, it's been it's been really good. To, Before meeting Michael, you wondered if uh, someone who had gone to Duke could even be regenerate? The Their mascot on the face of it, the Blue Devils yeah. calls that into question. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Actually, Michael and Adrian were on staff, though, with InterVarsity at UNC Chapel Hill, I believe. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our time there didn't overlap, That's unfortunately. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that maybe Michael or Adrian led you to Christ. That would have been a nice <laughs> little twist. That, um, but for the last, you didn't you didn't come right from UNC Chapel Hill. You you have a family. Tell us about your family. That's right. So I've got three wonderful kids: uh, Isla, Judah, and Matthias, and uh, a wonderful wife, Natalie. You guys just celebrated seven years of marriage yesterday. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you very much. The uh, number of completion. Well, hopefully not. Uh, hopefully we've got a lot of good years in front of us. Oh, but, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been great. And yeah, we're, we're coming, uh, most recently from East Asia. Yeah. And so you guys have been there for the last decade or you have been there for the last decade. Yeah. I went straight out of college. Okay. So tell us about that. What, uh, what got you to East Asia? Why, why go there? Yeah. So I'd never really considered going on a mission trip and actually hadn't even really shared my faith much, um, as a believer. And in college, there was 
uh, I think he's a professor at Southeastern, Bruce Ashford, mm-hmm. gave a talk um, that really challenged me. And at the same time, I was uh, reading some stuff by John Piper um, that there's one one thing he said in particular. I think he was actually quoting C.T. Studd. He said, basically, that there's only one life that will quickly be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking about that and mm-hmm. what that means for me. And I, I was like, I just I got to go on a mission trip. Um, and I was really involved with a campus ministry uh, called Crew, and they send people overseas on mission trips. And there were two options. And one was East Asia and another was Sweden. And I, I kind of thought as a college guy, like Sweden just sounds boring. Um, you never really liked Swedish fish. I never ate Swedish like, fish. Stuck in your teeth. Uh, cobblestone streets and uh, little colorful houses. I, I, I apologize to if there's any Swedish uh, listeners out there. I'm sure I'm. I'm Swedish. Oh, really? No. Okay. Glad to hear it. But anyways, I, I ended up in, uh, in East Asia and uh, kind of looking for an adventure and discovered there, though, that, man, there's really no greater adventure than getting to share the gospel with people who haven't heard it before. Did you see people come to Christ? Yes. By God's grace, we did. Um, actually, yeah, I saw a lot of response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like you think if somebody grows up in a country where their teachers tell them that God doesn't exist and no one has ever shared anything from the Bible with them, that they would just be totally hardened to the gospel. But even though you do meet people like that, you also find that there are some people who are the exact opposite. And I remember one time sharing the gospel with somebody and his response was, this is wonderful and very useful news. I always knew there was something out there. I just didn't know what it was. Wow. So you went there first as a college student on a short-term trip. That's right. And then you decided to go there more long-term. Yeah. And what was, like, what were you doing there? Like, you just kind of walk up to people on the street and try to start conversations about Christ? Basically, um, yeah, we'd, more often than not, I'd go play basketball. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and then the guys that you're playing basketball with, you kind of exchange numbers at that time. There were no cell phones. Um, but you you exchange numbers, you meet up later. And uh, I actually found it really easy to start talking about the gospel with them. You kind of ask them about their life and what's important to them. And then hopefully they reciprocate that question and uh, you go from there. Wow. So did you tell them that you had played for the NBA here in the States and that that kind of helped? That That's always a key component of evangelism is to... Uh, to lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I did earlier about being from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. You did, but and how, how on a scale of one to 10, how good would your game, would you say your game is? Like, could you take, um, do you think you could have, uh, do you think you could take Neil Woolard one-on-one? I've never played with Neil mm. um, because he won't take me up on my invitation. Mm. But um, I'm scared. I know Jeff Chang. I did. I did get to play a game of horse with Jeff Chang, and he thoroughly uh, swept me. So he's got a good shot. He's taken me too. But tell us a little bit more. Uh, so other than playing basketball and meeting up with people, like did you have a job there? Were you working with a team? So at that time, I was just a student. Uh, okay. So I'd study language in the morning and in the afternoons go out and meet people. So you learned the language. Yes. Yeah. And Natalie did as well? Yes. Okay. So that must have been helpful. Yeah, that was not fun. And I mean, we're we're still far from like perfect with it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a long, a long trip. With Do you still things. practice? When we can, we try to talk with our kids. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And did the kids, well, I guess it would be more Isla. Did she pick up on it a little bit? So she was actually able to go to a public 
preschool. Wow. She was there. Wow. So she, she's really good. Uh huh. Yeah. And you guys are hoping to, to go back. Lord willing, we will after the residency wraps up, uh, maybe next year. We're kind of, we're in the process actually of applying for a visa right now. Okay. Why don't you tell, um, the story? I want to go back to East Asia here in a minute. Um, and tell us a, a little bit about how we can be in prayer f- for East Asia or support gospel ministry there. But some people will be wondering, like, who are you? Uh, they heard a little bit of your story, but how did how did you get here? So tell us a little bit of the story about how you found out about the pastoral residency here, how you heard about Henson. How did you land here? Yeah, so after doing campus ministry for a couple of years, um, we found ourselves about four years ago, uh, involved in a church planning ministry. The part of East Asia where we are has a lot of unreached people groups. And so one aspect of that was I was asked to lead a house church and kind of through a, a long and somewhat surprising process, uh, just discovered there were a lot of questions about the church that I'd never considered before. Um, and we felt like it would be really, really helpful for us to get some some training, some teaching, uh, get grounded in ecclesiology and knowing what the church is. And so uh, a friend over in East Asia had actually been through the residency at CHBC. Okay. So he recommended, uh, he recommended it to me. And we came back to the States to have our third child, um, thinking we'd be here for a couple months. COVID hit. Um, and so there was no, there was no going back to East Asia. And at that point, um, yeah, Henson was gracious enough to invite us to come spend some time here. So you found out about the pastoral residency here at Henson through the CHBC program through your friend there. That's right. CHBC being Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's who we can thank, your friend in East Asia who did the that internship. We can thank them for bringing your family out here. Yeah. Um, so how's it been? How's it? You're halfway through the pastoral residency program. Um, tell us a little bit what you've, what you've learned, what's been helpful. Yeah, it's been extremely helpful. Um, so I didn't realize before I came that in a lot of the things that we're studying about kind of how we do church or why, why does our worship service look the way it does? A lot of it is just really flowing out of what we believe the gospel is. And we want to, we want to do as much as we can to speak the gospel in a lot of different ways. Um, whether we're singing or preaching, um, in our life together as a church, we want to be a people who are about the gospel. And so a lot of what the church, uh, a lot of what the church does is designed to protect the gospel and to be continually speaking the gospel, uh, to each other. And so that's, that's really been beneficial for me. And even at a personal level, I think coming out of a long stretch of, of ministry to be in a context where I'm not as much focusing on some of the external skills uh, of ministry or where there aren't ministry responsibilities and to be able to meditate on the gospel. Like it's, it's been really fresh for me just to think about Jesus died in my place. God extends the offer of life to me. And it's mine. Um, it's sufficient for the life of the church, so it's certainly sufficient for me personally. Um, and so it's it's been a refreshing time. I'm so glad to hear that. 
Uh, some people who are listening might not even know that we have a pastoral residency. So what is what is a like a normal day look like for you? So it's a lot of reading. I come into the office and uh, Co- comic books. Uh, not as much. Okay. Um, but uh, more like uh, more like theology. Oh, okay. But I, I know there are people at this church who have found a way to combine the two. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have a podcast on that at some point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come in, do, do a lot of reading. Um, I jump in on staff meetings, get to sit in on the elders meetings. Uh, sometimes I get the opportunity to participate in a new members interview. Um, so I'm kind of shadowing some of the, some of the pastors in their regular work of ministry. And a lot of it is reading. And then every week I get to write a paper about some specific topic. Uh, Such as, what are you doing this week? Uh, so this week is missions and evangelism. Oh, so do you think, uh, Justin, that uh, God willing, you'll you'll go back to East Asia and you want to be involved in some form of church planning? Is that right? God willing. Yeah. And do you think the things that you're learning here at Henson in Portland will be transferable to to that cu- cultural context? Absolutely. Um I mean, the biggest thing is that the residency is teaching me a way to approach the question of what should our life as a church together look like? Um, and you go, you go to the scripture to get the answers, uh, to all your specific questions. And I feel like I'm learning, yeah, a, a way of, of thinking that's going to be so key because obviously the context is, is very different in East Asia than it is here, but one thing that's been a big blessing is I just feel a lot more confident should the Lord grant that I'm able to be involved in pastoral ministry. If, if the Bible is sufficient to tell us how we're supposed to live our life together as a church, then I can, I can get behind that and I can, I can figure it out. Hmm. hmm. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, tell us a little bit. You, you talked about life together as a church, according to God's word. This is a this is a strange time to come to Portland, to come to Henson, to be involved in a church that has not gathered really other than maybe one time um, since your your arrival here. But what is your experience of uh, the church life been at Henson? Anything that's maybe stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is this is a different time. Um, but I, I've been really struck. I, it's it's kind of shocking that Henson would want to welcome us in during this time. And then after getting here, we found the church to be extremely hospitable. Uh, So we haven't gathered as a whole body a whole lot, Um, but have been so thankful uh, for the opportunities we have had to get together with members individually. Um, Yeah. I, I think the other thing that sticks out to me is just how kind the church has been to us. Um, Everybody's under stress right now with COVID and, um, man, people have been so helpful, whether it was making meals or setting up our house, um, even, uh, watching our kids. Um, and, and so we, we've been, we have been well loved by the church here. Oh, that's great. And I hope that continues for, you still have another couple months here. So you'll be here, God willing, at least through, uh, mid December. That's right. And then you plan to to go back to North Carolina or where from Natalie's from for a short while or however long the Lord will have you guys there. 
um, until launching back out to East Asia. Is that kind of your tentative plan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're a Henson member and you haven't gotten a chance to to meet Natalie and Justin, highly recommend that you reach out to them, get some time with them. Um, and just a couple other things that I'd love to talk to, with you about, Justin. Um, you, you spoke when you're talking about the residency, you write a weekly paper. So this week, you're going to be talking, you're, you're writing a paper about missions and evangelism. That's right. And you'll, you'll, you'll take that paper. It's not graded, you don't know, like, you know, get an A, B or whatever, but you do, you do give that to Michael. And then the two of you sit down about once a week and talk about that topic based on your readings. Um, what's, uh, what, what are some of the things you've learned? What have been some takeaways from those weekly discussions? I mean, first of all, Michael is really gifted at helping you think through, uh, think through your ideas to their conclusion. Um, so yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the material has been new to me, um, because I, I didn't grow up in a, in a Baptist church. I grew up in a non-denominational church. And so though we, we shared a lot of, uh, theology and Mm. even philosophy of ministry, um, with, with Henson, um, a lot of it was not as pronounced or emphasized uh, in my context. So it, it's been extremely helpful to to have a guide who is very thoughtful, is very good at asking questions and drawing out uh, what you really think. And that's the goal of those conversations, I think, is to, to get me to the point where should the Lord bless me to be able to lead a church uh, that I'll... I'll have a framework internally that I'm working from. Um, so yeah, really thankful for that time with Michael. Um, specifically, I mean, even, even week one was just really good as we were talking about fear of man, and mm. fear of God. And what is, what does that look like as a pastor? My mother-in-law just found the book when people are big and God is small by Ed Welch at a thrift store last night at a thrift store. Yeah, she did. But that was one of the books you read. It was, and yeah. that was helpful. It was. So if you're dealing with fear of man, that's you would recommend that as a resource. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all just geared at, um, at, at helping you not rely on yourself, um, but find what does the scripture say about this aspect of church life. Uh, so another, another one that was really helpful was worship. I've never asked the question, well, why when we get together on Sunday mornings, do we do what we do. Why are we singing and singing about this much? And why are we preaching and preaching about this much? And um, so really, really helpful to see that, okay, behind all of this, we've got a goal. And that's, we are trying as best as we can to hear from the Lord, to allow the Lord to speak to us so that we can respond to him in appropriate worship. Um, So that's the kind of thing that's just been really helpful for me. That's great. Um, Justin, as we begin to conclude here, what would you tell us? This is going back to how we kind of started the conversation. What would you tell Americans and particularly Hinsonites about how we can pray for East Asia and support gospel ministry there? The first thing I would say is you can do it right here. Um, I'm, I'm fairly confident that there are, there are probably people from East Asia uh, within our social networks mm-hmm. here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, there was a woman that we got to see come to Saving Faith in Christ. And 
uh, she had just returned from America. And she told us, you know, people have been trying to share the gospel with me for years here in East Asia, Hmm. and I never had any interest in it. But I went to America. She was in Alabama, and her and her husband attended the church there for a while. And she said, the people there just loved us, Hmm. and they didn't ask for anything back. Like, they, they picked us up from the airport. They helped us figure out how to buy groceries. They welcomed her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I need to know why they loved us. And I think the answer is in this book. And she pointed wow. the Bible. And so she was uh, given, the gospel was, giving, was given an opening in her life because of the life of the church that she experienced in America. And I, I think that story probably happens many times over. So that would be the first thing. Um, the other thing is just like we're all wrestling with, Oh man, it's so hard not to gather during COVID. Well, the church in East Asia has dealt with something of that reality for a while now because they have uh, other factors as well that prevent them from from gathering or at least make gathering really costly. And uh, in, in particular, in the last couple of years, it, things, it seems like things are trending uh, kind of in the wrong direction where the government's making it harder and harder for churches to continue to gather. Um and so I would say, yeah, pray for the brothers and sisters there, that they remain faithful, that they remain committed to one another, that uh, under stress, they don't, um, that doesn't become an opportunity for them to pull apart, but rather mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to pray for that. And how can we pray for you and your family? Yeah. Um, Both in the short term and the long term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right now we are trying to get back into the country and we've done this enough times that I I'm really confident that it's always God who opens up that door for us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. please do pray that we'll have favor with the visa office. Um, and I, I mean, long-term the thing for us is that day in and day out, we would be resting in the joy and the comfort of the gospel mm-hmm. uh, that we'd be growing mm-hmm. closer to Jesus Christ. I mean, being, being o- an overseas worker uh, is incredibly similar in one way to living here in America. And that's that every day, the most important thing is that we're connected, uh, abiding in Jesus Christ and responding in worship. And so that's really the best thing you could pray for us. Yeah. Justin, can I actually lead us in prayer here on this podcast uh, for those things? That'd be great. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for our brother, Justin, and for his family, for Natalie and the kids. Lord, we thank you for bringing them here for this season. And Lord, we pray that you would use the rest of their time here uh, to the end that Justin just described, that they would be resting in you, abiding in you. And Lord, that they would rejoice in the gospel. Uh, Lord, even as they meet more people from Henson, as they talk to people in the neighborhood, Lord, we pray that you would give them opportunities to share the hope that is within them. And Lord, we do pray for the church in East Asia. Uh, Lord, we pray that amidst persecution and a pandemic um, and uh, the government um, buckling down on the church more, uh, that you would give those believers boldness and courage, uh, that they would not be torn apart, but come together during this time of crisis. And we pray that the, the gospel would spread 
in the country. And we pray for, for Justin and their family that they would be able to return, uh, if it's your will, to East Asia soon, that he would give them favor with the visa office. And Lord, we pray that as they wait on you, uh, that they would rem- remember that their home is in heaven. And uh, Lord, that you would bear good fruit, continue to bear good fruit through the life of this family. So we thank you for this chance to have this conversation. And we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Justin, you've been great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks uh, for coming on. Yeah, really appreciate it. And really thankful for the church family here. Amen.